Hello and welcome back to the Photography Basics Podcast. If you're here with us in this fourth episode, we are just so happy to have so you happy. here. So happy that you're learning photography skills with us. And in this episode, we are explaining shutter speed, which is really the next way that your camera can adjust to light and adjust your exposure. So first the light comes in through your lens and next it goes through your shutter or not technically a shutter on uh, mirrorless cameras and digital cameras nowadays, but back with old film cameras, there literally was a shutter that was, and DSLR cameras that was opening and closing, allowing light in to either expose to your film or to your sensor. And so shutter speed is basically that. It's that fraction of a second or longer that light is let into your your camera and you are exposing your, your photo. So the longer your shutter is, the more light and the brighter it's going to be. The shorter your shutter, the less light and the darker it's going to be. Will and Sam, Nailed what it. did I miss? <laughs> what, what what else is uh, there? About? I think I think I think with shutter, there's there's a there's a lot of things. I think originally, I think you you nailed it. Um, you know, we go back to the film days, and uh, even just like a pinhole box, right? It's like mm-hmm. just the amount of time letting the light hit your sensor, or your film, and then closing it. That is what is the shutter, or whatever, and, mm-hmm. and we measure that in time, right? It's all time based. Uh, versus an f-stop, which is you know, you know, like sort of a uh, spatial. This is time. It's like space and time. Mm-hmm. So uh, you know, back in the day with the lens, with the sorry, with the mirror moving up and down, the single lens reflex, and mm-hmm. then there's usually like a shutter leaf behind that, which is like the actual shutter. Mm-hmm. Um, and then moving on to mirrorless, where like you said, there isn't. Some cameras are different. Like they have mechanical shutters that sort of act as fake shutters mm-hmm. um but it's really just digital now right they just this is how long you let the light uh hit your sensor or not and if you go back to my conceptually if you go back to my faucet example from the aperture you know mm-hmm. what the shutter would be sam it would be the amount of time you open the faucet or close yeah. it so the amount of time right again the aperture was the hole that we're allowing open and the shutter would be the amount of time you're letting the water come in so the amount of time you're letting light hit your sensor and it's measured in mostly fractions of a second, typically because it's that fast, unless you're doing a longer exposure, in which case we're measuring it in seconds. So, and then, yeah, there's a lot of other things that go along with shutter. Sam looks con- concerned. <laughs> <laughs> Sam, what are your You can't concerns? see this because it's a podcast, but he has a concerned face. <laughs> now, okay, from my understanding, and maybe I'm, I'm way off here, I know that mirrorless cameras... The reason they're called mirrorless is because there's not a mirror, a DSLR, the light would come in, hit a mirror, and that would go to your viewfinder. And that's how you saw what your camera saw. What your lens saw. Yeah. What your lens saw. Mm-hmm. Rangefinder. Range yes. Well, rangefinder, no. Rangefinder is different. Right. Now, a mirrorless, you have a screen, basically, or a, a sensor that's able to show you through the viewfinder as electric viewfinder. And I know there's electronic shutters, but to my understanding, most mirrorless cameras have a mechanical shutter some that... of them do some of them don't okay because yeah. they do still have something that will actually go down cover the sensor yeah. blacked out 
and then move to that that quick speed to expose the light for a fraction of a second or, or however long. Some it of them do, some of them don't, and some of them are actually in the lens and not right. In the they body. have leaf. They have the leafs in the lenses. Right. Right. So they're. All, I mean, they're all different. Like right. it exists. Yeah, but they're all like for sure different. It's all changing based off of whatever camera model. But the you concept, have. right, is is exactly what you just said. It's the amount of time you're. Opening and closing that faucet, right? Right. Yeah. It's yeah. Pretty, it's yeah. a pretty like it's easy, easy thing to yeah. understand. I think the biggest place that I see people having issues with shutter is as you start to get into lower light situations, oh, yeah. and they start to get into that under slower than one one hundredth shutter speed, and it's basically the point at which if your hands move in a little bit, you get this little shake and people are saying, you know, why is my image out of focus or blurry or whatever it is? And it's not so blurry where you have huge motion blur, but it's just, it's not crispy. Mm-hmm. And and that's, I, I feel like the hardest thing to sort of understand initially is what is a good shutter speed and how does that shutter speed affect your overall image? It's a good, it's a good question. Well, yeah, and I think like the... I mean, there's different rules of thumb. You mentioned one one hundredth of a second, which is, I mean, that's fast, but anything slower than that, one sixtieth of a second, I would feel pretty safe shooting one sixtieth of a second. But really anything slower than that, you do risk getting some of that little camera shake. So for beginners, I think one one hundredth is a good kind of base point and anything slower, you 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 risk the shake. Um, but then of course there's going to be situations where you need your photo to be brighter. And that's where this all kind of plays out with the exposure triangle and balancing the different settings. And maybe you use a tripod so you can use a slower shutter speed and let in more light. Um, or you have to do, do something else to get more light somehow. And I think we'll kind of tackle some examples of this in an episode coming up after we talk about ISO next. Um, But creatively too, what are some situations where shutter speed is like the key factor? What type? Yeah. Well, I think on on one end, just to jump in, the 1 100th is the slowest you can go with getting that with, you know, so being safe. It's not to say going higher is a bad thing. And we're getting into higher shutter speeds creatively is, is really great is freezing that moment and so if you use a one eight thousandth of a second and all, most cameras will just say eight thousand uh that's really freezing time and so if you're doing sports if you're doing wildlife it's really going to capture something perfectly still mm-hmm. and even at one one hundredth if you have a lot of movement if you have a car going really fast or different scenarios you'll get motion blur because you're moving the camera or trying to capture this thing moving so fast, you actually need a higher shutter speed. Yeah. And of course, on the other end of that, well, do you want to talk about a, a slower shutter speed? Yeah, slower shutter speed would mean that you're more likely to get blurs. I mean, I don't typically use uh, a lower shutter speed. I think my rule is usually 1 60th is where I will end up shooting people because people won't move faster than that typically unless it's like a sporting thing. But for the events that I shoot, one sixtieth is the is the or sixty on your camera, like Sam said, it will be the lowest I'll go. 
um, that won't work with a car or like mm. an object that is. Well, what about little quickly. kid at a wedding? One sixtieth would be rough, uh, <laughs> but 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 I think you can nail it. I mean, part of that is too like if you're moving at the same time as your subject, mm. you will be able to freeze them uh, if it's at one sixtieth or one thirtieth, and the background, which will be moving faster than you and your subject, it will be blurred. So this is where you start to get in the creativity and the lower shutter speeds. Yeah. Um, or if you're looking at water, let's say like a waterfall or a river or an ocean, and you shoot at like a one thirtieth, you're on a tripod or whatever, the water movement will look, you know, floaty and out of focus and mm-hmm. blurry. Um, and well, if you yeah, have a tripod, that's a that's, really creative thing to do. Yeah, yeah, that's when we get into what we'll call long exposures, where yeah. you're wanting to get that motion, you're wanting to to capture a length of time that will show light going through your your frame or water, like you said, going gushing down a waterfall or whatever it is. And that's where you get creative with a very slow shutter speed. I think to to kind of visualize this, I think we mentioned this or I did this in the photography masterclass course, but if you wait, and I'm gonna look so dumb to Will and Sam <laughs> doing this, but <laughs> if you sit there, wherever you're at, so if you wave your hand in front of your face and you do a full one second exposure, look how much your hand moves in front of your face. It's capturing all of that motion. Whereas if you're capturing one one hundredth, one one thousandth of a second, it's going to freeze that motion. And of course it's gonna depend on how fast everything's moving. But, um, but yeah, that's, I think for shutter speed, you're kind of choosing a shutter based off of the motion of what you're trying to capture. If you want some motion, mm-hmm. if you want some blur, if you want it to be super sharp. And then of course the basics of how bright or dark you want your photo, or if you need right. more light or less light, that's, that's really where most people are adjusting their shutter. And this is where Will's faucet thing is so great because to get a proper exposure you need one cup of water with a line yeah Ooh. you have one cup of water and if you, oh, so you know it. Yeah, very you know a small aperture so you just let a little drizzle out but you only do it for a, a you know one one hundred the second you're not getting a cup of water no nope. you yeah, need to do a small drizzle longer. for a longer period of time you then oh. get your cup of water you then expose properly or did you know that already? Or did you no, just think no, it? You this just, is you got to it. Yeah, I that's just, what it is. I, I, because we now have two it's elements. It's a bucket, but yeah, right, okay, a glass bucket. of water works. Yeah, yeah. Well, a cup's more manageable. Yeah. It's you know, it's understanding. <laughs> these are the building blocks to the exposure triangle. We have aperture, and now we have shutter speed. And so, if you do a quick shutter speed, but you're blasting the faucet uh, f one point four, you know, very open, you fill it quicker. But if you want to have an f one point four and a slower shutter speed. Well, that, you know, you're going to get a bucket instead of a cup of water. It's yeah, going to be too, gonna get too much water. Too much light. Too much too light. Much. See, we said water and light. <laughs> no, Wait till we get to ISO. Yeah. Blow, your, blow your brains out. I don't, <laughs> know, I don't know where you're going to take this with Can't ISO, wait to tell which you. is coming up next. <laughs> well, and, and, there, you know, and then you get into filters, right? But we, we don't need to you know, get there. <laughs> it's a whole analogy. Yeah, I, I, I can't wait to go. We... Okay, yeah, we're gonna we'll water and light. We yeah. need to film you guys doing this. <laughs> I know it. we should just do like a we should make like a little faucet. That would be like such a radio. good TikTok video, guys. Come on. Yeah. But it, it is, I will say, because I, I'm a huge fan of long exposure photography. And I think it's one of the areas where, especially at night, it is 
so much fun to see what your eye can't even see by yeah. doing 30 second, 20 second exposures. And I think it's a really fun thing to play with. And like Will was talking about with moving your camera with a fast moving subject as well, playing with maybe not a second exposure, but a one thirtieth exposure and getting that blurry background. It's just creatively a really fun thing that also pushes you to learn these technical aspects of your camera because it's not easy. It's not an easy thing, you know, to get those to look really good. And so it's a, it's a fun thing to play with. You do have to be in full auto or full manual, um, but it's a great way to learn sort of what the shutter is really all about. Cause like we were talking about in the last one, we will and I both shoot aperture priority for in a lot of scenarios mm -hmm. because we want to focus on what the F stops doing and just want the shutter to expose, help us expose the image. Right. But there's another side of getting into the creativity of motion blur uh, which the shutter does allow you to do, which is really cool. And if people are visual learners, as I've mentioned before, just head over to photographyandfriends.com. We have a free lesson. If you click the start here page and just go to the what is shutter speed, there's a great couple of images of a waterfall that's shot with a very fast shutter and then one shot with a very slow shutter. So you can kind of see exactly what we're talking about. So I think that's it for shutter speed. In the next lesson or episode, we're gonna be talking about ISO and that's going to be the last part of the exposure triangle. So thanks everyone for tuning in. Leave us a rating and a review. We love you for that and we will talk to you in the next episode. Bye guys. Man, that was fast. Bye.